friends, and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it, it's the show that helps you grow. You know, I feel like we're really getting into like a pizzazz rhythm with yes, that. You know, yes. it's the show you the show that you know. I think I think we're on to something there with that. Um, my name is Jason. This is Linda. We're on the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback Church, and again, this podcast is part of the Saddleback Church family of podcasts. And today's episode. We have a good friend of ours, Megan Greider, here with us. Megan, how are you today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here with it's you so guys. Fun. We are thrilled to have you here. Megan um, oversees Celebrate Recovery uh, here at Saddleback Lake Forest, and um, she came up to me. So we were having a conversation on the patio uh, a couple months ago, and she said, I've been kind of really digging into the names of God mm. as a thing. And I said, uh, well, we should have you on the podcast yes. to talk about it because that's a topic I've always wanted to do on the podcast and we just haven't done yet. Over the five years of the podcast, we haven't done the names of God yet. So happy to have you uh, engage in this conversation with us, Megan. Thank you for joining us. Of on course. This. I'm so excited. I, I, that sounds surprising to me over the past five years. You That's would think surprising. it would have come up. Yeah. You would think. You would think. Uh, <laughs> but for such a time as this, apparently. Right? That's yes. exactly yeah, right. This is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So let's uh, dive into the topic a little bit, Megan. So well, let's just talk about names in general first. Yeah. Why do names have such importance? Like, how come how come a name can derive so much meaning? I think that the name is the most personal thing that we own. If mm. if you think about it, it is so personal to you, so personal to me, and and I think that we can tell a lot about our relationship based on the names that we share with one another. Sure. So that I think it it can either express intimacy or mm-hmm. it can express disdain sometimes, you know, even the way that someone can say your name. Mm. Um, so I think that, I think in our current culture, our names matter. I don't know that they have the same significance as they did in biblical culture, you know, right. back in Old Testament and even New Testament times. But I will say this, like with all three of our kids, we very we were very thoughtful about mm-hmm. what we wanted to name them. I wouldn't say that we were thoughtful, like we were being prophetic and the names that we were choosing. Right. Them, we wanted them all to like, it's it's Stephen, Caitlin, and Dylan. We mm-hmm. liked the way that sounded. So that's not like really <laughs> deep in spiritual literature, <laughs> but we just, we liked that. And, you know, our oldest is named for my father and for mm. Ken's brother, my husband's brother. And so there was, there was thought to that. And we were very careful in the way that we spelled our youngest names. We wanted mm. it to be D-Y-L-A-N because yeah. we thought of more of the storyteller Dylan sure. than we did, you know, like Dylan Thomas and Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan and things right, right. like that. So that was important to us. I don't know why we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. But <laughs> I do think that, you know, my name is Megan I know if people know me by the way they pronounce my name because a lot of people call me Megan because that's that's usually how it's pronounced. And so, and then there's a few people in my life, just a few. My dad was one of them who would call me Meigs. Mm. And so a uh, dear friend and actually Socrates Perez, our uh-huh. dear friend Socrates, the other, he's like, I'm going to call you Meigs from now on. And I was like, okay, you're a very small guy yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, who call me that. So yeah, I think that they, they're personal and mm. they do illustrate relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something is, you know, b- because there's the different forms, there's the full name, 
Right. You know, which is just, you know, I, I, I know that your name is Megan. Yes. You know, there's the angry way to say your name, Megan Grider. Yes. You know, like yes. you, know, you can really. Or if it's your parent and they exactly. put your middle name yes. in there. The middle name. you're busted. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there's the other, the flipping of that, which is like the nickname. That's the yeah. personal side. You know, that's yes. the, you know, I've, I've grown close enough to be able to call you this and you accept this yes. and you even like it, you yeah. know, like, so it, it's, it, it has this varied spectrum yes. of the impact that a name can have in your relationship. Absolutely. Mm. And Absolutely. I love, I love what you said about when people mispronounce your name, it, they don't know you. Yes. You know, the, yeah. the intimacy of knowing you. I know when I first came on staff, in writing, I thought Megan and yeah. Rob was very quick to say, nope, it's Megan. It's I was Megan. like, all right, I yeah. will get it right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it does, because you can know me on paper, sure. right? Just like I can know you on paper, but to know me is, is it's different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's compelling about a name. You know, I, I, my very first pastor, he always said, remember people's names mm -hmm. and you connect it, mm -hmm. look them in the eye and say their name at least three times. I'm still not great at that. And I feel like there's times where I just want to be, you know, I just want to listen <laughs> and look and connect with that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I still feel badly if I don't remember someone's name because mm -hmm. people will be like, Oh no, of course you meet so many people, but it's really, we're about individual. We're about the one. Right. And so right. I think it's important to remember people's names or to know their names at least. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So as we talk about the names of God, what can we learn about God by learning his names? One of the things that I love about the revelation of his names mm -hmm. is, is really the context in which most of them are revealed and they're, they're personal, right? Yeah. They're, they're a personal, it's, it's mm -hmm. not always God on the mountain declaring to all yeah. of us what this his is name is. He's <laughs> declaring his name to um, Hagar, he declares his name. If, if you look at the when and how he says mm -hmm. and, and shows that part of who he is or, or looks for that connection, it's personal. Mm -hmm. And so I think not only does it reveal how God looks at individuals, I believe it reveals his character and who he is and his heart for intimate and real connection. And I think it's important to know God, not it just in the context of who God is to me, but who God is. And I think that's where yeah. it can get tricky for me uh, personally in my struggle with um, just my pursuit of my own relationship with God is I don't want to make this a trite thing of knowing a bunch of God's names. Mm -hmm. I want I want that revelation to inspire wonder and awe in, in, in our Savior, in the creator of the universe. And so I think that to be very mindful of not just what name he reveals, but when he reveals it, mm. I think there's, I think there's beautiful, beautiful moments of intimacy there for, for each of us as his children. Yeah. Like you mentioned Hagar and I'm yeah. thinking about her in the desert, yeah. her child thinking he's going to die. Yep. Yep. And that's when she declares that he's the God who sees me. Yeah. Like well, in it's that actually before that, it's when she was pregnant. Oh. It was when she was pregnant and she was cast out, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so to be alone and to be devastated at this thing and that she didn't even want to do. Because if you think about marginalization and you think about abuse and you think we don't we don't always like to think about our patriarchs in that way, but really mm. she she didn't 
this wasn't a consenting relationship, right? You will bear my son. And she had to, because that was her role as a servant. But to know that El Royi is the God who sees me. And then later on in the desert, how she probably, when she was in the desert, how she how she held on to that, right? And and the well, there was the water. And, I, right. and that also makes me think of the other Samaritan woman at the well, right? Sure. So he was revealed to Hagar as El Royi, the God who sees. And at the, the Samaritan woman at the well, it's Messiah, the God who saves. And yeah. for me, that connection is profound because not only does he see me, which is a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. we all want to be seen, but there are parts of me too. Like, I don't know that I want you to see that <laughs> part God, yeah. very much, but to know that he's not only the God who sees, he's also Messiah, the God who saves. Yeah, And that through line from Genesis to Revelation, right? It's not just these things aren't happening apart from one another. It's right. this beautiful woven thread. I love that. So you've already mentioned a couple mm-hmm. of instances of names of God. Now, again, depending on who you uh, read up on or <laughs> ask, as we were, we're laughing because we talked about this before we started recording, but there can be anywhere, you know, lots of different names of God. Again, there's no kind of consensus. Yes. Um, but it's north of like 200 mm-hmm. yeah. and above. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um, so without giving us an exhaustive list, Megan, mm-hmm. um, what are some examples uh, of, of the names of God? Well, I think, you know, we, we know Savior, we know Messiah, we mm-hmm. know Redeemer. Um, I, I, Isaiah 9, 6 is a big one, wonderful counselor. You know, the, all of those things, mm-hmm. those names, Jehovah Jireh, right? Mm-hmm. Jireh is a song that is very, very popular now, the Lord who provides, mm-hmm. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And um, I think that there was, I'm older, I think I'm, I'm older than both of you, maybe, I, but maybe this not. This is a fun but part of the podcast. I think, Linda, you and I are pretty close. <laughs> yeah. But, but Amy Grant had. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Come on. Yeah, El Shaddai, right? right? So, so there there are. Even s- I know that. Song. I mean, okay, well, I don't know. I didn't grow up in the church. So when I came into the church and that okay. was a jam, I was like, what are they even talking about? I yeah, you're all, this is happening. Yeah, she's speaking a foreign language. Yes, yes. exactly. And I think of, too, like, um, for me, the way that, that this has been personal is I think names and identity are so important, right? So Mm -hmm. if I look at myself through the eyes of God and my identity there and what, and and how he sees me, which is child of God, which is chosen, which is to, to then look back and see who he is. So Mm. there are, I have some character defects. It's one of the reasons why I'm in Celebrate Recovery. So I have some some deep points of pain and some mm-hmm. deep struggles, and th- those don't define me. But I want to look at who I am in light of of who God is with those things. And the reason why I say that is one of my favorite names for God is portion. He is my portion. Mm. And in Lamentations 324, it says, the Lord is my portion. I will wait on the Lord. And the reason why that resonates with me is because I'm not one who waits. And I also mm. like a lot of things, right? Yeah. So, so my portion, I, I struggle with satisfaction. I have a, a scarcity mentality. And so to know that he is my portion, I can wait on him and can know exactly that whatever I receive mm. is exactly what I need. And so I can cling to that, not, not demanding my portion, which is how it can happen sometimes, right. but acknowledging, no, Lord, you 
are my portion. And right after that, it's great is your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. So where I want to, I'm a little bit like the Israelites in the Mm -hmm. desert where I want to store up my manna, right? If there's something good, I want to hoard it. (laughs) Yeah. And really it's, it's saying what you have is exactly what you need for today, Megan. And so it's in those kinds of spaces that the this becomes so personal for me, not just something that I know. I love knowing some of the Greek words, you know, logos for the word. And I love knowing the Hebrew words, but it's not the knowing, it's the revelation of what that means for me and how that can cast out some of the lies that I have about God, right? So if if as a child growing up, not really sure of being cared for, I didn't believe Mm -hmm. in God and not really having enough and feeling like I was seen, the fact that he is the God who sees is very meaningful to someone whose family of origin created a heart that didn't feel like I was seen. Mm. And yeah, it's so it's important because each name of God is a appealing back uh, of God's character. It's a mm-hmm. demonstration. Mm-hmm. It's in and it's a in what's extra special about that is that God is not changing. So who he says he was back in the Old Testament, you know, so that, which is one of the main reasons why we still go back to those Hebrew names of God and we look ahead to the Greek and, and, and we see these, just this wonderful spectrum of God's character that's revealed um, through uh, the sharing and telling of his names. And we can depend on that. That is not changing. So who he said he was then, he still is now. And we, in having that sort of reliance, that dependency, that firm rock on which I stand yes. of, of who he is, yes. um, it, it just, it, it's an opportunity for us to constantly go back to that well, to be reminded, yes. to be able to say, um, God, you have told me who you are. I can trust that. Yes. I can depend on that now in this, in this situation, just like just like all these people throughout the Bible did in their situations right. when you told them your right. names in those in those places. Well, and that's, I mean, one of the things that the catalyst for me kind of doing a deep dive here was, was and I, I've shared this with you, was, you yeah. know, the story of Jacob in Genesis 32 mm-hmm. when he's going to see Esau, right? So he's going to see his brother after really and truly doing a terrible thing to right. him, right? And living with the guilt of that. Jacob's and the worst. He's, you know, and his <laughs> name literally means usurper. So yeah. I don't know what they were thinking naming yeah. that. Like, right? He was living out the legacy of his name and it's in that wrestling of God right before mm-hmm. everything is gone. Everything mm-hmm. is, his he has sent his family away. He has sent all of his material items yeah. away. He's because he's not sure how Esau is going to respond. Right. And it's there that he wrestles with God. It's in the space where all of the trappings of life are gone and you're yeah. dealt with who you are, your character and his character mm-hmm. was a usurper. Mm-hmm. Right. It, mm-hmm. And, and there he is wrestling. And of course he's wrestling for a blessing because that's just what he does. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what Jacob does. And in that wrestling, his name is changed to Israel, mm. which which I love. But what is even more profound is that is that he then asks who he's wrestling with, which is God, mm-hmm. who's your name? Mm-hmm. And I think in the wrestling, it's important for me to see who I am through God's eyes, even not just as chosen, but also what is my sin nature? What do I struggle with? Mm. I need to see those things. Otherwise, Savior is just a, a, a nice name. Right. Right. Savior is actually a really gritty 
grace-filled name. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the fact that his response, Jacob's response, who was now Israel, so he was walking into who he was now, what is your name? And I think about that. I want to know more about God. Mm-hmm. And I think I learn about what I, the lies about God by doing hard character work and hard yeah. recovery work. But I learn about who God is when I'm focusing more on, on God and not mm-hmm. just me. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. What does it say about us as people that God would reveal his names to us? Like, what is what does that say about us? I, I think that intimate relationship yeah. that we were talking about, right. that, that he, here's, here's a glimpse of who I am, because there, we will never understand the fullness of God. I mean, there is no way. He could have 10,000 names, and we won't understand the fullness of him. And, and I actually love that about him. Mm-hmm. I don't want a God in a box, right? right. I want a God that is, uh, fills me with awe and wonder mm-hmm. and amazement. But the fact that he cares enough about his children to reveal himself and the names that he has chosen or also in, let us lean in in the names that, that people chose for him, yeah. right? Because, yeah, 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 yeah. because Hagar chose that name yeah. for him. It's, it's obviously a name that, right. that, that he is okay with because right. it's included in right. scripture. <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that there is an invitation mm-hmm. into deeper intimacy and deeper, ex, you know, more experiences with him, and and I think you know at the at the heart of all disordered worship is a misunderstanding of who God is. It's all idolatry, right? So yeah. that anything that's disordered worship, like we use fancy words like addiction or this, it's right. just a disordered form of worship. Sure. And so the more I know about him, who he is, not the lies I believe about him, right? But who he really is the more ordered my worship is. Mm-hmm. And what that means is the more that I, I don't want the false things anymore because I have more of a glimpse of the real. And God is more real than we can ever imagine. And for me, when I call on different names, mm-hmm. it can not only express to him where I am, he's not surprised, it, it tells me where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm still stuck on... Uh Going back to the example of Hagar, in in your reading scripture, and it says, you know, and Hagar said, "You are the God who sees." And then, if only scripture continued and said, and then the Lord said, "Nope, yeah, <laughs> that is not my name." Yes. That would have been awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is incorrect. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that I think that it will be. I like to look at, at God's word from such a gritty perspective because I think life is gritty. I don't think mm-hmm. it was less gritty then. If no. anything, it was probably yeah. more gritty. And so I, you know, I was a children's director for years and we mm-hmm. never said, okay, we're going to have a Bible story. We always said, okay, now we're going to read a biblical account because I think mm-hmm. there's so much, there's treasure here. Mm-hmm. And I grew up not believing in God's word. I grew up against it actually mm-hmm. and believing it was written by a bunch of men to subjugate women and the marginalized. Wow. Like I was... And he has revealed himself so much to me in these words in my personal secret places. Mm. 
mm. places I don't need to talk about or teach about or anything. Right, right, right. He just has become so real to me. So that we talk about Abba, right, Daddy, mm-hmm. and and being able to use that term with God. Mm. And um, I was super uncomfortable with that initially yeah. in my faith for a lot of different reasons. And one is I didn't have a daddy relationship with my father. Yeah. And so that felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm to call God that. And mm-hmm. also it was like, oh yeah, daddy. You know, I, I don't know why yeah, like I had just... a judgment about it. I don't know. I was having my own thing. But but to know that there are pockets of my heart that long for a daddy. And I think that's true for all of us, even if we had the greatest earthly father. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think um, knowing that these discoveries are wonderful and I love them and I love to share about them. But only out of the overflow of what they have meant for me personally and in my own faith journey. Yeah, it just, I was thinking, you know, you've talked a little bit about, you know, when you read something, you know, as you've been studying the names of God and you come across one and it's like, oh, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. What would you say to somebody who is, you know, comes across the name of God and they're like, I don't know him that way. Like that, that doesn't connect for me or that's not been my experience with him. You know, because, I mean, like for me, Adonai, Jehovah, like God, our sovereign, Mm -hmm. like for me, that used to be really scary Mm -hmm. because in my head that meant like I may not know what's coming and he gets to do what he wants and that felt scary to me. And so that didn't feel loving or inviting, but as I've grown in my walk with him, I've seen, no, there's great peace in that because I don't have to know what's going on and he's in control of everything. So like I've grown in that, but I had to grow into it. Like at first, so what would you say to somebody who maybe comes across the name of God and they're like, I I don't know him that way. I think what you just shared is really that beautiful walk with him, right? Mm -hmm. So that there, and I think that's one of the reasons why some of the names of God are a little bit off putting, like El Elyon, the Lord God most high, right? And the way that where it's revealed and things like that. I think, I think God desires for us to know our own hearts Mm. so that we can know his and Mm -hmm. in order to know what I believe I have to know what I'm uncomfortable with yeah because usually when there's points of pain or discomfort it comes from experience Mm -hmm. it doesn't come from um, biblical truth and so if you look at Jehovah Jireh and you look at the Lord who provides well there were many who could say I don't feel that he provides for me right there are many things and basic provision like there are people who are starving there are people who don't have water there are people who so it's it's how can this possibly be right and I think that's where context can help us so much because when that when that is first used it's used in the sacrifice of Isaac right Right. so so there he is this man who waited forever Mm. for this child and God is calling him to do something difficult and in that passage of scripture it's the first time worship is ever used and it's not used with singing it's used with obedience and sacrifice and here here is this father with the child old enough to know what's happening. Sure. Walking up this mountain for a sacrifice. And people, you know, 
a, a very common response can be, well, why would God ask him to do that in the first place? Right. Right. And that was mine for, oh, for, for sure. many, many years. But to get to the other side of that account and to see that the Lord did provide, he provided Absolutely. the sacrifice that he called for. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's important for me to remember that it's okay for that. I don't understand why he would yes. even call Isaac in the first place to right. be, you know, why are you sacrificing <laughs> this 12 year old or 14 year old boy? I right. don't understand that. But to see the revelation at the end of that, what, what God is wanting me to see in glimpse is that willingness to trust. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, you're going to get punished if you don't and rewarded if you do. Right. It's the process. Mm-hmm. It's the emotions in the trusting. And so whenever I tussle myself with provision, um, you know, what that looks like in my life. And when I see other people struggle, it's not like I said, Jehovah Jireh, the yeah. Lord will provide, <laughs> or the like, Lord who provides, right? Right, right, right? The Lord who provides. I think about the context of the revelation of that. And it wasn't with bounty and it wasn't with blessing. Mm. It was the provision of the faith that was needed mm-hmm. and the symbol that was needed for the for the continuation of that faith. And so I, I think we should struggle with some of the names. Yeah. I think scripture yeah. is meant for us to tussle. That's what discipleship is. That's mm-hmm. how we grow. We don't grow by blindly accepting things. Right. Now, we do grow by being able to accept things that we may find unacceptable. Yeah. And difficult. And difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of cultural things that we don't understand that are woven throughout God's word where I, I look and I think, yeah, I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time in this particular <laughs> book of scripture, you know, but I think that it's leaning into those places where I feel uncomfortable, where I grow more either in my comfortability of him being sovereign and me not understanding mm-hmm. or him showing me yeah. who he is. And there are times where there's illumination and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense yeah. in this context. Yeah. Sometimes things that you read at first blush, you're like, I, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm going to not. Pretty sure that doesn't that say. That shouldn't have been included. Right. So <laughs> seriously, like who put that there? Yes. Take it up with God later. <laughs> yes. But yeah. then the more you lean into him, yeah. sometimes he can open your eyes in such a way that you begin to see and learn. And like you've pointed out so many times already, context what was yeah. happening then yeah because sometimes when we lift things out of context they're terrifying it doesn't and it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. any sense and I think too Jason you mentioned this just a little bit you know one of the things that I hold on to is that he is the God who is and was and always will be and, and mm-hmm. I think about in Revelation Alpha and Omega and you know we have I have really deep struggles in my life that are real you know mm-hmm. there are circumstances in my life that don't make sense that are painful that don't I, I don't I'm not finding resolution this isn't a happily ever after and then right. the names of God I speak mm-hmm. over them this is a real tussling a daily and, yeah and, and and wrestling just mm-hmm. just like Jacob did and but when there are times where I think you are the one who is and was and always will be and mm-hmm. and I'm not and I think about Isaiah where there's a lot of revelation of God's names and in it in um, I think it's chapter 42 but I can't remember it says you know I am God and there is no other. I'm the Lord and there's no one like me. Mm-hmm. And when that first really came into my life, I'd been a Christian for a while, but I was still in control of my own life. And so I will sometimes just have to say, you are God. Yeah. <laughs> there is no other. You are God and there is none, none like, like you. you. <laughs> because that Elion moment, that mm-hmm. that moment of, of understanding that there is a grandness to God that I will never comprehend helps me 
helps me get through things that I will not understand this side of heaven. Mm. Mm. Is there a, um, we've talked about some of like the most commonly known names of God. There are some that people have maybe heard a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. Is yeah. there one that's maybe lesser known that just kind of has really stood out to you as you've been spending time with this that is like, wow, I, I hadn't really noticed this one before, but man, this one packs a punch. Well, there's, there's two. Um, I mentioned one and, and this might not, this might be a known one, but to me it's, you know, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord mm-hmm. is my banner. Mm-hmm. And I think often of, you know, what is that banner? What is, what does that mean? And of course they use banners to go into battle yep. and, yeah. and to proclaim who they are. But I also, I, I think of what, what attribute do I want over me as the, mm. as the Lord's banner? Mm. So a lot of times I think it's based on an old hymn, but I think the banner over me is love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the banner <laughs> over me is, so Jehovah Nisi, I will think to myself, you know, Lord, you are my banner. What do you want to declare over my life? Where, where, where do I need your help that I don't see it? Mm. Um, and I think it's known in Isaiah 9, 6, where it says wonderful counselor and different translations have a comma yeah Mm. some don't and I just I think for me just the unpacking of the wonderful has been Mm. really interesting um I just read a book by Warren Wearsby and and he talks about wonder and how awe is very is is something that we don't really lean into and that there's a difference between awe and novelty and wonder Mm, and novelty mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that we can be so we can be seeking these kinds of experiences in things that don't satisfy which is you know totally me and 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 kind of some of my core struggles and so I think about that wonderful like that that he is wonderful therefore I want to be full of wonder Mm-hmm. And that has really hit me. Those aren't necessarily the unknown names, but for me, those are the ones that have been have been hitting me the most lately. I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to just toss it back to you guys, <laughs> put you guys on the spot. What are either, you know, what are names that maybe are less known or perhaps that are the most meaningful to you? I, I'll just, I already shared a little bit about mm-hmm. God, our sovereign. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, like I say, um, just knowing and really embracing the fact that no matter what I, I I'm a control freak. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, I control like it's a spiritual gift, but it's not. And to know, you know, there's just been circumstances in my life over the last couple of years that like I would never have chosen. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of. Mm-hmm. It was like Red Sea moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Enemy yeah. closing in behind, no way out in front. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and in some ways, I'm still in them. Mm-hmm. And um, to know that he has not lost control mm-hmm. as much as it might seem mm-hmm. in my, you know, in my yeah. thinking where I sit there and I'm like, okay, this is not okay. Yeah. And the fact that he's sovereign over all of that and that, that he is working all things, you know, Romans 8, mm-hmm. 28, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not just a verse. That's like a life anchor yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be... That's the one that's just most powerful for me right now. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I I was reading through Names of God uh, before this conversation, and I hadn't seen this one before, but it stood out, and uh, it was worth sharing. It was Shade from the Heat, oh. which is from Isaiah 25.4, um, and it's just the idea that we can find shade um, within him when we find ourselves in difficult situations, yeah. when we find ourselves in times of 
stress or hardship or facing some sort of trial that. is that he is is shade he is our refuge he is yeah. the place where we can go to have rest right. even in the midst of uh, right. hardship so yeah and i love that because i think that i mean that's woven through isaiah right mm-hmm. the, you're my refuge and strength and yep. ever yeah. present help in trouble and i think about a stronghold you know mm-hmm. when when it says that he's a stronghold or my might, mighty tower he is the mighty tower mm-hmm. Those places of refuge, because um, the world is hard. Yeah. Life is very difficult. And to have, um, we use the term in our family, safe spaces to land. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it, there aren't a lot of safe uh-uh. spaces in this world to land where you can just be messy and yeah. okay with being messy. Mm-hmm. And I think of, I think of that. And I think, too, a lot of, you know, who Jesus revealed himself to be in his I am statements in John. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's been, you know, to, to, to really look at that and why that matters and, and, um, to not, to know that not only is he our refuge and he's our strength, but he's also the light of the world. And, and, the, and yeah. again, context matters with all of those things yeah. too, you know? So I think this is, this isn't just a topic that is like, Oh, this is very interesting for me. It's one of those pursuits that we all have different things, Mm-hmm. in his word and about our, our walk with him that ignite passion in us. And yeah. I think more than anything, as we move forward, you know, it's, it's, it's throughout scripture, it's shown as like, we're on this journey, right? That right. Israelites were always on a journey and, you know, we're on this road to Zion. And I think the, what ignites my passion on that road closer to him is what I want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm passionate about, and it could be something that others are passionate about, but they could be, you know, passionate about something else. But I think as disciples, it's our job, it's our role, it's our gift. Mm-hmm. And to be able to look and see, what am I passionate about? Because God is so big with mm-hmm. so many different mm-hmm. um, spaces and places and revelations that there's a lot of places for us to have our personal Mm-hmm. Just like our name is personal, our soul yeah. is personal, what mm-hmm. we're inspired by is so personal. And for every individual that God has ever created, there's something to inspire passion about him. Mm. So for people who are interested in pouring a little bit more into mm-hmm. this idea of the names of God and learning more about who God is through this and, and how um, he speaks to us and engages with us and relates to us in different situations in our lives. What is some way or some uh, advice or tips you have for people on how to kind of get started down this road? Yeah, well, I think that I think it it there are first of all, and I told you this because I'm nutty this way, but there's <laughs> a million books on the yeah. names of God. <laughs> there is a out of print names of God Bible by Ann Spangler, but I just got the last one off of eBay. So well, there you um, go. they're not, they're not in print anymore. <laughs> but um, I, so there's a lot of different books. There's, there's devotions where you can pray different names of God. For me, I like to, I like to get grounded in like a book of scripture mm-hmm. that, that might not be solely focused on the names of God, but reveal, like I think of how many names are revealed in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are so many names revealed in John. Yeah, I was going to say the gospel right, of so, John. And the gospel of John is kind of always my go-to whenever yeah. I, I, someone's like, I don't know what to, I, go to John, <laughs> right? John, I feel like John's my boy. Like I, I just, I love him so much. And, and, um, 
And so in Isaiah, I think, you know, often called, referred to as the fifth gospel, I think there's a lot of revelation of the names of God mm-hmm. and also the attributes of God there. So there's there's different ways to do it. I tend to stay away from like, okay, here's a list of the names of God yeah. because I feel like context matters, mm-hmm. but also that might not be everybody's cup of tea. So there's just, I, I would suggest for me, what I like to do is I like to chew on one or two names at a time. Mm-hmm not all of them at the same time. Sure. And, um, and, and that helps me because I like to say, God, what do you want to reveal to me in this? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you want to reveal? Or if there's a need in our lives, that's another way. Like, yeah. where are we? Where is my point of pain? Mm-hmm. And then see if there is a name or an attribute of God that, that speaks to that exactly. point of pain and then really chew on that scripture. In yep. its context, it's, not just a verse. Right. Well, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking because I tend, I'm t- I tend to get academic about things. And it's like, give me a list. Give me things to memorize. I'll be so happy. But starting with where am I hurting? Mm-hmm. What am I needing? Mm-hmm. And then finding that, that attribute or name of God and going there. Because the thing that I will take away from this conversation is the, the names and the way that they reveal the relationship mm-hmm. that we have with him. And yeah. I just... To me, that's super powerful because it's more than just memorizing a bunch of truths right. about God. It's where our hearts intersect with God. Right. And I I mean, I can't speak God's names back to him in Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, I'm no. always like, I think I'm wrecking this, Lord, but you know my heart. <laughs> right. And even, you know, with the Greek, I, I don't I don't yeah. know the names that we see in Revelation. I wouldn't be able to say what that is. It'd what still that be is. a and sweet sound to yes, your ear, and Lord. That's what, I mean, right now, it's a joyful noise. And it's, yes. you know, all of those things. So I think that, I think that, you know, and we do that a lot in Celebrate Recovery. We don't always start with like, where's your life the best? Where's the biggest point of pain? Mm-hmm. Because I think when God, when he shows up in those spaces, it is, it, it's life-changing and transformative. Sure. And so I love to say, no, here's the hardest spot in my life. Here's the hardest part of my life. Here's the part that has the most pain. Mm-hmm. How can you speak to me here? And I think there's a difference between questioning God and asking God questions. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I think he's, he can handle both. Obviously he's the Lord of the universe, but I do think there is something to be said of asking the question and really mm-hmm. putting it out there, reveal yourself to me in this mm-hmm. way, God. Mm-hmm. Cause when we have earnest and seeking hearts, his word says like, I will reveal myself to those who earnestly seek me. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I would recommend. I know it's kind of meandering all over the place. I always hesitate to say, here are next steps, <laughs> but I know this is very much, that's what you do, right? It's doable discipleship. So <laughs> We're about um, the next yes, steps. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely would, would choose one of those chapters yeah. um, uh, or one of those books of the Bible or choose a name and that's really great. deep dive on that name. Yeah. We'll put um, a, a link to in the show notes. We have a um, spiritual f- fitness guide um, on the names of God that yes. were put there. It's just kind of a resource that you can kind of spend a little bit of time in and was, you can reflect. It's a great resource. Yeah, it's, really good, right? it's got some great meditations and questions and really yeah. reveals some names, names I hadn't seen before. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. it's cool because it looks at the Trinity too. So yes. it talks about names for the Holy Spirit, names mm-hmm. for Jesus, names for God, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah, so we'll put those in the notes too for you to check out. Megan, Thank you so much for your time. This was this was an incredible conversation. I really hope that you guys enjoyed kind of just learning more, unpacking and diving into what the names of God 
can teach us not just about who God is, but about our relationship to him and your personal relationship to him. Um, So yes, thank you for that, Megan. Thanks for having me. And uh, friends, as you know, we'll be back with you again for a brand new episode of Doable Discipleship next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason Whelan, and i hope you'll join us again next week